not just say mangroves. So then they were eating the mangroves. But then what they started to do, they would go over the airplane and drop the mangroves in the sand. So this, the mangroves were dirty, right? Because they were just sitting in the sand, they got sand all over them. And then they got two of those monkeys and taught them to bring it over to the water and wash it. So, something like that. And what happened, little by little, those monkeys started showing the other monkeys how to do it, right? Because the other monkey didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But then they went and repeated the same, the same experiment somewhere else, and those monkeys already knew yeah. without teaching them how to do it. Yeah. It's the same thing they did that, the same thing with rats. In London, they taught these rats how to do something, to find food, something. And without even teaching the rats that they were getting in New York, the ones in New York already started doing what they were doing. The same way, like, back in 1950, the fastest man, I don't know what I'm going to say, like, it took him, you know, five minutes to run a mile. But then now, the average uh, high school student runs that. You know what I mean? It's like someone does it, and little by little, the whole, the whole um, species is able to do it, because mm -hmm. we're all connected. You know what I mean? So all it takes is that one to change the whole thing. That's why, that, that's going back to what I was saying before. Because that one, maybe that person was there for that one thing. But it was, that one thing changed, helped to change everything. Mm -hmm. And they'll never even know. But they, they, that's what they were there for. And that goes back to the, what I was talking about before, that to make sure that I'm here to do what I was here supposed to do. What, what, why I'm here. Not like again, I'm not discovering fire, but it's for that reason. To like make sure like like everybody has a little step and makes us keep on going a little bit and going a little bit and going a little bit. It's mm -hmm. the same thing as while we're sitting in this room doing what we're doing. We're all kind of matching to whatever is the highest of everything, you know? Yeah. And so the group gets brought up into whatever's the highest of everybody. So if someone is really strong in one Aspect, or another person is really strong in another, and there's a strength in someone else's. We all get exposed to that just by being in this room, and and it's the perfect vehicle to then manifest, you know, the because your body gets used to being there, and then you go home and you're like, you feel the emptiness, and then you wanna, you know, you're being taken into that. But also, it imprints it within your body, so you start acting upon that almost like in a natural way.
in regards to the mice and what they you know it always makes me think about the and i don't know what it's called but you know where they have i think it started in switzerland that they have that massive laboratory where they're shooting particles oh, uh, in the, sun. Sun. the sun or yeah and uh what they noticed is that they made these experiments mm -hmm. and, they, and they noticed that they were able to see that a particle you know those are the quantum theories where the particles on its own not observed because you're not observing it it just is you know state static but if once the observer is there which means it introduces its consciousness then one part not just one particle but the other particle even the completely separate part will start doing the same thing as the person is blind and it's like that's really the answers to everything in a way you know it's like it's exactly how it happened but it's because of the presence of consciousness and it's almost and when you were saying that it takes one person to to then grow and share the knowledge with each other to me i saw as if it's like that frequency of vibration that the more knowledge you share and acknowledge you need to acknowledge the knowledge so it needs to be the consciousness as to say i see that i'm, I'm aware of it i acknowledge it and that makes it so that it starts vibrating almost like a pendulum and as you go back and forth you hit the other particle next to you and that message is being translated and then they start vibrating and then on and on and on and you just get passed on that way that message and whatever is made in it so i think it's just a little yeah so uh if, you know something my teacher said when he just floyd said this this thing of what he said of like what like if this is um adam or whatever it is and you're observing it it will react differently so in Taoism, that was already a very known thing. I mean, that came from people like thousands of years ago. Yeah. And that's why they didn't, they, Taoists don't really believe in the scientific theory. Because he said, when you're doing an experiment, you always have to hold into account who's doing the experiment. And we see it all the time, right? Like all these pharma drugs, like, oh yeah, this worked. <laughs> of course, you're making it. Yeah. You're, you're the one standing to profit from it. So it's going to work more. You know what I mean? And then obviously, you try to get people that are, aren't so biased or whatever it is, but you also got to take into account their their belief systems, right? If they believe, their belief is like, oh, by taking a pill, it's going to be helpful. But if you get someone that like doesn't believe in that, and they believe in like going to a masseuse or something like that, it's probably not going to work as good. And then we just say, oh, well, that's just placebo. Yeah. Because there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, so that's why they didn't believe in that. But it is true, it's a consciousness, so it's that awareness and and you can see how it kinda even when we we started from the you know, all the, the Nicholas and the Ramini and all the ancient ancient teachings, you know, from a while ago, that knowledge stacks up, you know, it's like it layers and it stacks up in layers and layers and as it does, it doesn't go away, you know, it's embedded within it, but it, it, it keeps being stacked and keeps growing. Even just the the fact that now we, you know, the, the uh, introduction of cell phones, that was a huge, you know, shift. It shifted everybody into a completely different place, you know, for just interaction of that. But if you think about it, we lived in an era where cell phones didn't exist. We had the thing that was attached to the wall that, you know, everybody was one in the household and everybody was using. And if you had multiple, you know, girls in the house or boys and you needed to talk to whoever, <laughs> you needed to, you know, you were like, yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, it's a whole different world. 
Did we ever imagine that each one of us would have a phone that we could all send and do the things yeah. that we needed to do with it? It's like, yeah, isn't that just the weird? And camera and, yeah. and everything else with it. It's like it's the weirdest feeling to think that you, you kind of lived. It's probably what people felt like living in a prior to the industrialization era to from the time where they were dependent on candles and oil lamps and you know furnaces and things yeah. like that and nothing was motorized and then all of a sudden everything's motorized everything is electric and everything is like that it's just fascinating yeah, it's you know. i think about my grandfather who died at 96 years old mm-hmm. and i'm like just imagine what he saw in yeah. his lifetime he's yeah. almost 100 years yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, like growing up in a house that had right. no floor nothing. Right. just dirt to not having a car or nothing, nothing. To finally one day seeing cars, seeing right. TVs. Right, to him ending his life where we would Skype and he'd be eating an ice cream cone and we'd, you know, he's in Italy and I'm here and like we're seeing each other through an iPad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he'd be, you know, it's like so crazy, like what must have gone through what he saw in that hundred years. But it took one person to think crazy. of, to yeah. actually have the idea, the thought, or the ingenuity of thinking. I can make a motor. Just think about it. You know, prior to that, we went thousands of years with the cart with the wheel. The most invention, the most evolutionary invention we invented was the wheel. You know, right. I mean, granted, they could go all over Europe with the cathedrals and all the castles in medieval time. You know, the medieval time was amazing and the infrastructure and stuff. But they didn't have machinery. You know, besides tools, that's probably using. And there was a lot of ingenuity in that, and paintings were amazing. So I, I, to me, when I look at that, I see that a lot of that push into creating and building, it's always behind it. There is always that behind people. If there is, if there's one thing that often stops people from not finding their purpose is when they're cutting their creativity. You know, when you start shutting them down and suffocating it, whatever is form of expression, and it feels like there's always this push into. What's next? What's next? What we're creating? The questions that we're asking. This is another whole show, but I guess because I know this is a thing of like, I I always think about the importance of being bored. Yeah. Because I was bored. And when I was bored, that's when I used to write stories. I would come up with all this stuff. But now I feel like, like with Issa's generation, he always complains that he's bored. But in reality, he's bored of his like, he has PlayStation, he's talking to his friends online. Like, like they're, they're constantly doing something. Right, and then I wonder is that is that going to get in the way of his creativity? I don't know because I still feel like he comes up with a lot of interesting things. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else with this. I'm sorry. I was also a nerd thing I was thinking was I think we live in a very interesting time because I was thinking when you were saying the Middle Ages, I was thinking about Jesus, even though he was in the Middle Ages. But I was thinking like this guy came around and he had this thing of like no, like the kingdom of God is within me. Right, and he's preaching this thing, right? But now you're preaching, you're preaching to one Romans, and then you're preaching to Romans and then Jews, right? So this thing of like if it's this thing within you, and you know, anyway, that I feel like it, it must have been very hard because of where things were. It was very closed-minded, like this is it for us, so like there's nothing else. But now we live in a time where we don't even know what's true because you can literally. I guarantee you that a little Mexican alien thing, Megan said it's a cake, and I'll probably find a video showing me that it's a cake, and I could probably also find a video showing me that they did a um, biopsy and it's real. Like everything is like turned on its head. 
it's really now, I think the beauty about kind of like that experiment thing, what put in our consciousness and what happens to the atom, we live in a time where everything is up in the air, so we truly, it, there's a space to create any reality that we want right now. And it's kind of, that's what kind of makes it scary, like what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think because the answer is that up until just recently, and still for the majority of people, and again, I don't wanna, I don't know, I don't have statistics, so I'm not gonna give that out. But what I found is that people don't know how to discern. And I think there is so much information to push us into the space where you have to learn to discern. And discernment, you can only do it if you go within and you find that, you know, the house of God within yourself. It doesn't have to be a specific God. It's just you recognizing your power in your own self and that kind of thing. But without discernment, then what can you do with all this? But what what is the precursor to push us into actually start making our own, you know, informed uh, decisions is to, to get a better process and have yeah. that, you know, yeah, that discernment. It's very difficult, right? Because it I, is. Like my um, somebody that I know, <laughs> no, they, um, talks to me constantly about discernment, like the importance of discernment. But they're also very, very um, hardcore Catholic, mm-hmm. right? So their discernment is always coming from a place of, is it going against uh, the church or not? Mm-hmm. And their discernment comes from that place, right? So, so if I say something, even if they agree with it, it's not right because it's going against this. So their discernment already has a guideline made for them. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's a tricky one, right? Because, because if you think about how the doctrine, or at least the, the pace of humanity up until just recently, and I can't just really pinpoint it because I feel we're right on the line, okay? where I feel that right now the information is erratic and all over the place and um, where you really don't know where it comes from because everybody can manipulate it in all kinds of ways. It's specifically, specifically because we're in this pivotal point because up until now we've been guided by people like sheep. We've always had and idolized either a religion, a Catholic religion, governments, some of the rules, you know, regulation, and everything has to be so confined and defined and isolated, and you can see the conflicts even between everybody, even what's coming up about, you know, what it means to be this and what it means to be that, and the L, you know, the LGBTQ, and I can't say that, you know, whatever, all the distinction of the sex and how we identified ourselves, is that not really are they really necessary? Do we really need that? You know, or can we just accept it and can you not create that for yourself? Why do we need so much approval from outside ourselves? It's because it's a reflection of that. I need someone to tell me how to behave. I need someone to tell me how to be. I need that reflection of myself to tell me that I am being good, that I'm following, I'm being just like everybody else. And we're really, especially children like your, your, your child's age and the new children, and I'm sorry for going into that, but they're actually saying, no, no, we're not gonna go by that. So they're coming out with a new way of being. But you can't have that if there isn't friction created that refuses what's been played up until this moment. And so that's why there is all these frictions and mm-hmm. all this stuff is coming up and, and um, it's creating a lot of confusion. But the purpose is really to just kind of get to that place where most people then can you know, say, well, I rather make decisions for my own self and not be led by 
So it seems like like how earlier we were talking about the uh, you know our path or journey as an individual. Mm-hmm. This is like the same, and we were talking about like things coming like kicking your ass, kind of. It sounds like the same thing, but just like not as an individual, but as a collective. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I I don't have a lot of fear about. It. I have it's a lot of I have, yeah. I have a lot of hope actually. Yeah, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. it's me- it's we are actually right on target with it. It's it's part of the next evolutionary phase, and it's you know those who are gonna fight against it is because they don't want to let go of that being guided. I mean, the source of belief that it you know I don't have within myself. So like the people that you were talking about, you know, they're referring that belief based on religion a god or a government or an institution or whatever they like because they if you take that away from them they will feel a little naked yeah and that's uncomfortable you know no i get it like if you put me in like a sports car i get nervous right Mm -hmm. i I don't feel confident behind the wheel could you give me a nice station wagon (laughs) (laughs) not create damage (laughs) no you can like you feel you know you know what i'm saying i'm trying to say if you put yourself in like a a car where it feels more safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think those are great. They both get you to the destination. Yeah. You know, just in a different way. And you always meet the Messiah. You meet someone that stands out like a you know, the sore peg or the, the wrong peg that says it shuts up everybody. Hey look, they've been doing it wrong and everybody's gonna shut back. You're crazy. There's mm-hmm. always that person that is always gonna be as crazy. And then you give it enough time and it's like Hey, look, the crazy person is the normal one, and now we're all crazy together, you know, but mm-hmm. we're no longer labeling ourselves as crazy. So, it, it's if you think about what we're talking about, that one, it takes one person to bring a new and different way of looking, and eventually will just spread through the consciousness of everybody. It just takes time, and but eventually we'll get there. That's why it's so important for even people who do choose to do the healing work to find their own voice. Because within that voice, you act as that one person, and then it doesn't matter how anybody else is receiving it, you're doing it your way. You have your voice, you're bringing your consciousness. And if you put yourself available, you make yourself available for that, then the information that you receive will be different than what's being said all around. And so therefore, you give yourself the ability, not just yourself, but for others, to kind of get above the crowd, or not, not the crowd, but this, the, um, the curtains, you know, like, a, the, like the fog when you peek your head and you get to the top of the mountains and you actually get to see, even though it may just all be covered by clouds, but you get a much higher vision and everything gets nice and quiet and then you can hear the clarity, you know, the voice or whatever it is that you need to hear and then, then you share it, you know, what, is, what the feedback is, it's like, oh, well, whatever, you know, 